Welcome on back to Off The Back Fence, your now twice a week podcast for, from 2.30-somethings who love yarning about sport. I'm your host, Was, alongside me as always, Coombsy in Melbourne. Melbourne uh, Coombsy, mate, how are we? Good weekend. Good weekend. little trip north to Kahuna, just south of Murray, and yeah, nice little trip for a friend's engagement party. Yeah, speaking and of... Into we- that into wedding season next weekend for me. We're, we're in full blast. We're, I, we flew home to our hometown in the central Queensland, got into it with uh, another engagement party, uh, leading into our engagement party next weekend. So I'm absolutely gassed. Like, I've literally been back in Brisbane maybe an hour. So but we're, like, I've been stuck together like cat, a bunch of cats taped together. Like I'm not there mentally, I don't think, but... Hell of a weekend, a lot of beers, drunk, which is good. Good to see old friends. Mate, we are first pod for the two a week going forward. Bit of yarning. We've got a few teams to talk about. I think we'll start off with the actual trial results over the weekend. So footy is back in basically full swing. So just a few results that happened. Uh, The Roosters beat the Raiders 26 to 20. You were saying that young Sam Walker... He had a bit yeah, of a game. He's a bit of a had a game, couple of try assists, really barking out orders. Um, wondering how he disappeared through the Broncos recruitment system, being that he's son of a former Bronco. Yeah. And um, even how he got through Queensland Rugby Union, being a um, yeah. junior rugby union player. Yeah, exactly. Like there's been a lot of raps about Sam Walker because that's the big conversation at the Chooks this year. And we'll touch on that in their team preview, I think, in the next week or so. Uh, but yeah, it's either get, there's a lot of chat about him uh, going over the top of uh, Lachlan Lamb. Yeah, Lachlan Lamb. Yeah, yeah. He, who's who's been playing first grade for the Chooks for a couple of times, just to see who's going to partner with Kiri. Uh, other games, the Storm beat the Knights thirty to ten. Titans and Warriors had a good twelve all draw. Big Tino for Masalia. Oh, I can't even say it. Big Tino, forty meters out. Just steamrolling blokes on his way to the try line. Absolutely, get if you haven't seen it, jump online. It's one of the best, one of the good tries from a big, big fella. Uh, but that was a try, tie there. Yeah, the storm, storm, the storm, absolutely rolling. Um, Newcastle and Albury, thirty to ten. Big news out of the game is Harry Grant doing a medial ligament for his knee and looking in doubt for round one. Yeah, that is a big. That's a big cut because I think they're really pushing for Grant to be the nine with Brandon Smith as the utility. Not a bad problem to have, obviously, with Brandon Smith being the Kiwi hooker, slotting straight into that nine. But I, I think with yeah. how Bellamy's used him over the last couple of years as a bit of a utility forward, uh, yeah, makes it a little bit interesting, definitely, if they've only got the one hooker and going into really, it. And not to read into it much, but the Knights were missing um, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, and Caelan Ponga, Edric Lee, and Kurt Mann. So that's the great Edric Lee. Of, Queensland, yeah, Queensland's, of ex- Queensland State, the Queensland of, Origin State of, of Origin winner. Uh, yeah, just missing a good chunk of um, experience yeah. there. I, like, um, Sean O'Sullivan had a good game supposedly for the Warriors no, back to no. the Titans game. That's good to hear. Because, Broncos player. Yeah, that's good to hear because I was a big fan of Sean Sullivan being the seven before did and came around. So uh, that's good to hear he's kicking on over uh, the Warriors, which is good. Uh, the Bulldogs had a good win of 16-12 to 12 over the Sharks. The Rabbitohs bitch smoked the Dragons oh. in the charity shield, 48-16. to 16. Uh, Apparently, Latrell was just unbelievable in the first half. Uh, Carrying on from last week. Yeah. Like, I think we said, I said last week in a post on our socials that 
you started to see a glimpse of how good he was at fullback after the rough start at the start of the year and expect more bigger things from him this year. I think with a full preseason, because I think that his whole move to South Sydney last year was a little bit disjointed in a way, because mm. obviously he was still at centre weight, essentially. Like he was, he was built for size and the centre role. That's what his role was at the Roosters. I think with a full off season and a good like he's he's obviously coming back from a pretty serious injury. I think it was Achilles or or knee. No, Hammy. I oh, was it Hammy. Oh Jesus! But either way, like full off season, he's had a few months to recover. He looks lean. He looks fantastic, to be honest. Um, like and the bunnies, like they're going to be probably one of the top teams to talk about this year. Uh, Panthers beat the Eels. <laughs> a lot of there's a lot of uh, Eels fans on Twitter that are like are genuinely pissed off. <laughs> It's good to see. Uh, the last two trials, the Cowboys uh, got up over the Broncos after the Broncos were leading 18-6. Uh, Valentine Holmes apparently went ballistic in the second half coming yeah. from fullback. Which- I think I think he's in due for a big year. I think he was similar to that Latrell Mitchell playing at a different playing weight, adjusting a running style again that he had to um, deconstruct and then rebuild for a running back role in the NFL. Yeah. But I, I could see... And I think a lot of his soft tissue injuries were NFL related because it was not. It's a completely different sport of running. It's not long, um, short, sharp versus the NFL. This is long, consistent running. Yeah, exactly right. Um, it, it was always going to be. I think always last year was going to be a year of change. So obviously to get back into the swing of things, I personally still think he he would be the top winger, if not top three winger in the world, if he went back to the wing. Cause, I think so. Because the Cowboys got a plethora of playmakers that could slot into that one position. They got, and they're flirting with t- um, the hammer, um, Tabadai Fado to play even at wing, uh, fullback for him. Yeah, which he played I, for a bit. Yeah, which I think worked last year when uh, Val was out. So, um, but yeah, yeah, that was the Alex, tes- Alex Glenn testimonial that was up in Redcliffe. I'm pretty sure last night. Yeah. Absolutely. The only bright news for the game was Tessie New had a good game at center. Which, he, which, yeah, man, like he should be center. He should be a center. He's not built for a fullback, unfortunately. Uh, too, too stocky. Yeah, I think they played. They played Asaka at the fullback. He was a he had a bit of the yips. I think I read. Um, which, oh, but, but I've like been listening to other podcasts, and I'm sort of leaning towards their takes on it, where Asako is more the stopgap before Reese Walsh takes over, which I'm yeah. all in on Reese Walsh as, as the one from that one trial against Wenham. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Throw the kids straight into it. Uh, big loss of that was actually for me when I was at home. I got a message from a, fant- a good friend of mine. He said, are you sure you're at home this weekend? And, he's like, and I was like, yeah, I am. Why? And he's like, well, I had a corporate box pass with your name on it for that. And I was like, oh. well, you got to give me a bit more notice than that, like the day yeah. of. Like, Jesus. Uh, the last game of the round for trials was this afternoon. West Tigers putting 50 on the Seagulls, 52 to 18. Uh, good good hit out apparently for the West Tigers. I think Leitiana Leilua had a really good, uh, good showing, which is good. Uh, Dane Laurie, there's a lot of chat about him coming across to West this year. He was he was in good form. Uh, and there was, like I think with the Seagulls too, we'll be touching on them tonight, but uh, the Seagulls, they're... I don't know. They're going to be a real funny one this year. But yeah, a lot of points scored, a lot of overs hit this weekend in the trials. If you're a, if you're a betting man, can you bet on a trial games? I think so. I haven't like I was too busy looking at horses yesterday to worry about trial results. But yeah. either way, if you can't, then it's an absolute crying shame. But who knows? Probably saved a bit of money on the other hand. 
Anyway, that's the trials. So going forward, like we mentioned uh, last week, we'll be doing quick fire takes on uh, five teams each podcast leading up to the season opener on the 11th of March. Uh, so that five teams will be 15 uh, on the 11th. We'll be we'll be sticking with our team, the Broncos. We might do a bit more in depth on that, but we do it a Broncos centric pod. We will we'll keep it to under 20 minutes. I think we can't rant about the Broncos all <laughs> evening. We could, but I don't think the listeners would love that anyway. Uh, but tonight, I thought uh, we'd touch on uh, the following teams. We got the Canterbury Bulldogs, uh, the Manly Sea Eagles, West Tigers, the Gold Coast Titans and the Newcastle Knights. Any team in particular want to kick off with, mate? Anything that takes your fancy? Any, any teams? I reckon we just go alphabetical with the thing and go Bulldogs. Right. So the Bulldogs, they've, they've bought every outside back known to man in the offseason. That's, yeah. that's, that's basically what I've seen. Um, new coach too. They're going to get the new coach bump uh, as some other teams are getting with Trent Barrett coming across from Penrith. Uh, a few others, like a few of the big purchases, were uh, the biggest one was obviously Kyle Flanagan, the halfback oh, that's Cor- come. From- Corey Allen. Yeah, that's another good one too from South. Like I think that was good business on the fact that Corey Allen had a bit of a career year, and that's another one that fell through the Broncos system. I don't know if you yeah. knew that. Yeah, no. Nah. But never with- got a chance. No, like it's 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 if you read the Cameron Smith book. That's exactly similar to how Allen's probably come across to the Bulldogs. He's like he's, he's behind Latrell Mitchell, Alex Johnson. He'd be the third stringer essentially at fullback. Oh. So he's he's picked his picked his team. He's gone to the Bulldogs. So Canterbury finished fifteenth last year. Uh, they scored two hundred and eighty points, and the only other team that didn't score any more than that was the Broncos, which who got the spoon. I think the Bulldogs are going to be on a good. They're going to be feisty this year. Like I think that's yeah. the word I'm going to look for. Feisty. They got a new so new halfback with Flanagan. They got Corey Allen. Uh, Trent Barrett's coming in. Who obviously orchestrated Penrith's uh, offensive rise last year with uh, Cleary and Louis. A Louis. Yeah, I think with the team that Dean Pay had. It just wasn't working. He inherited a pretty bad list of players. He inher- yeah, he inherited a shit fight from Jesse Hasler. Yeah, back-ended like, contracts. The Bulldogs, back-ended contracts. And look, like we'll probably talk about it later when we talk about the Seagulls. Like the Seagulls are going to end up having this problem again in three years' time. But like the Bulldogs really good gains and Kotrick and Allen, good outside backs. Flanagan, I think, was the scapegoat for the Roosters. Heatherton had a very good year at, um, on loan to the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. He's and, a, yeah, he's like, a great aggressive player, that's for sure. Like the no re- like, I think the only big loss for him because you can't say Kieran Foran was a big loss. I think Foran's body the way the way he played his career early on is starting to catch up on him. Yeah. No, I agree with and that. And I think the big loss is Aiden Tolman as just their forward leader, but cuz he just does the like he, you might not be a fan. I think he just does he does what the needs job. to be done. He does the yeah, job. Yeah, he does the job. Yeah. So yeah. So you said Hetherington, another Ford that's come across to the dogs is from Manly, Corey Waddell. So he a bit of I think they're a bit of youth, very aggressive young Fords. Um, mm. So that'll be good. Another one that's a bit of an interesting one, and this is where I think will like change if the Bulldogs were to say, I think the Bulldogs are probably going to sit around the the twelfth, thirteenth mark. Like they'll improve a little bit, but they're not going to jump yeah. into the eight this year. One reason where I think they may push for the finals is if 
Penrith let go of uh, Matt Burton. Matt Burton, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like if Matt Burton was to come across, then you've got Kyle Flanagan and Matt Burton. That's probably going to be your par- halves partner, uh, partners for years to come, essentially. Um, and it replaces Foran, who, like you mentioned, body's just not handling it anymore. He, like, I really hope to see Foran at his best again because when he's in form, he's, he's good. He's a fantastic half. It's and it's like it's really upsetting to see that kind of like happen because your body's just not agreeing with the sport. Like he's like yeah. medically retirement was, I think, an option for him at one stage. I think with the eels, yeah. But yeah, because yeah. just like his body, like he was crash bang everything. He'd run into props as a five eight in the start of his career. No, no fear. Yeah. So, what's your biggest take you're gonna have? For the dogs, I honestly think like I, I honestly think it's either hit or miss. If Matt Burton gets let go by Penrith, because Penrith want to play him at fucking centre, like that's just a yeah. waste of that's a waste of time. And yeah, and they've got M- Momorowski, Naden, mm. like they're blessed. They're, they're back backline exactly right. Um, I think they're just going to keep him for the sake of if Nathan Cleary gets injured in Origin. Yeah, I, th- I suppose that is the backup plan. And this is one of my issues with signing contracts a year out. Like, he signed for 2022. Yeah. Makes no sense because you're going to have this kind of shit fight going on now. Um, I think my biggest take on this, it, it will be if Matt, Bur- if Matt Burton does come across to the dogs, I can see them making the eight. Like, that's probably yeah. going to be my hot take of the dogs. I reckon new coach, my- they'll get that bump. Yeah, I think... I think- oh, the guy what? Mine is definitely going to be. I don't think they'll make the eight. I think they're just going to be. They're going to be a team that are going to surprise. They're going to be a few. They're going to cause a few upside sets. I, I think they're going to sting teams like. I think they'll probably sing a team like Penrith. Possibly though, you. I reckon they could catch a Roosters and a Rabbitohs, but I don't reckon they'll catch a Storm. Yeah, I'll, I could agree. I'm I reckon. I, I reckon it's the other way around. I reckon they could catch a uh, Roosters. Uh, roosters or a storm, but I reckon the rabbitos are uh, cut. I no, reckon. I can see just the. I don't know. Wayne Bennett seems to struggle against very attacking-minded coaches at the moment. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I think that's the. Uh, like I said, I reckon if there's no Burton, which I'm like, it's fifty. And actually, you know who else we forgot? Who's probably their biggest signing? Nick Cotrick. Oh yeah, I said Cotrick. Did you? Oh. Yeah. See, like I'm, I'm mush. I'm mush on a Sunday. Even this is we're off to a great, <laughs> we're off to a great start. Um, but yeah, Kotrick playing center for the Dogs is going to be good for them. Ada Carr, like you mentioned, 2022. Like they're going to be stacked next year. I think this is a good bridging year. Uh, Barrett's first season uh, as a head coach again after his disastrous tenure at Saint uh, Seagulls. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I reckon ladder prediction they'll be 12th if Burton comes across higher. But I'm sitting with 12th. I'm going 14th. 14th? Fair enough. They'll just be hit and miss too much. Yeah. But a big enough. season for Corey Allen to watch out, I reckon, builds off the origin. I reckon so too. I, like, I think a lot of those origin he's gonna players... Have a, he's going to have an attacking... Um, he's going to have a, a coach who's going to build build a um, game plan around him nearly. Yeah. I think so too, which is good. I And it just makes it very interesting next year with Ado Carr wanting to come across and play fullback. So that'll he's be... He's fullback. He's not. He's definitely not. No. Right. Tackle. So next team on the list is the um, Manly Warringah Sea Eagles. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, this, <laughs> it's so, it's so eight, hard. Eight or nines. Eight or nines. <laughs> yeah. Like 
like we like that. Obviously, they don't have a hooker. Yeah, they refuse to buy one. I don't get it. Like you need a hooker, like because yeah. obviously like, they've lost Manasi Finu to like domestic violence. He can fuck yeah. off. Um, yeah. but the they 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 purchased Forum back, which is a bit of nostalgia. Obviously, uh, their last premiership was when Cherry Evans and Forum were the halves. Yeah, uh, which will be good to see that dynamic. It'll probably take a lot of pressure off Cherry Evans. Uh, yeah, I haven't really paid too much attention to Manly uh, this offseason. Obviously, Desi's still there at coach. They've still got a shit field at, uh, at Lotto Land or, or Brookvale or whatever they call it these days. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be a tough one to go. They've obviously lost um, Adam Fanua-Blake too. He headed off to the Warriors. Is that right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I got his name yeah. right. Yeah, he has headed off to... Yeah, to the Warriors, yeah. Yeah, so... Like, yeah. I think... So they really, yeah, they're just a team. I think their losses outweigh their bring-ins. Like, Ford, if he gets the magic back, maybe. But, like, you lose Daddy Levi. Even though he's not a good full, uh, hooker, mm. still an international. Um, even Waddell was a backup hooker for him. Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, it's just... Joel Thompson, leader leader in the Ford pack. Like it's just he, he's I'm, and he's gone too. He went over to yeah. the Super League. It's uh, a big It's gonna be a yeah, it's, it's gonna be a tough season because two seasons ago with Des coming back, they were so good to get to the finals. They had literally no one in that squad, and Desi turned them into basically a top eight team with what he had, which is oh. what Desi does essentially. Last year was shit. This year, like like we said, like we're str- like we're struggling for words to try and figure out where this team's going to sit. Like I honestly have yeah. them very low in the sixteen. Like I think I've actually got yeah. them at probably fifteen. I've got them at twelve. Like it's like if they, it's the same another thing as a hit or miss team. They they hit. It's eight or nine finished. They suck. That's low. It's a um, mid bottom end of the table. Yeah, I, I yeah I don't know. I, I honestly, I do, I do believe they're going to be very like bottom two, like top two, not a bottom two. Like I, yeah. I, I just go out, go out and get fucking Nathan Peets. He's sitting sitting on the Gold Coast beach doing nothing at the moment. Yeah, like the, that's an upgrade to like anything at the moment. Like yeah. traffic cones would do a better job, but like my biggest take for the season is fuck daily cherry Evans don't get hurt. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> well, you're, thinking, you're you're just thinking of origin with that. Yeah, but I just I generally I can't I've never been able to watch Eagles Seagulls games. I think the only time I'd watch them was in the heyday of the storm, the, ba- um, the battles of Brookfield. Yeah. yeah, the battle of Brookvale. But other than that, I hate watching Desi Hasler coach teams because it's just boring. It is. It's. It, I draw the comparison with his coaching style as like Mourinho, like very, yeah. very, like very defensive minded. Like, and that's what builds. Paul Gallen would have loved to play for him because he would have been able to do as many hit ups in the. Um, Opposition's twenty. We're not a pro Paul Gallon podcast. No, no more, no more of that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the fifteenth for the Seagulls. Like from what I've seen or like what I've read, it doesn't leave a lot to be desired. To be fair, and yeah. I'm probably gonna be wrong, but that's thing. My probably my biggest take is probably the same down your lines. Like we can't have our Queensland captain injured somewhat. We do need him. Yeah. Um, but you don't want anybody injured, to be fair. But we just want him for the uh, state of origin. Yeah. Next up, perennial ninth place. But last year they actually finished eleventh. The West Tigers. 
So, Madge signed an extension, so he's the, he's staying there long term, which is good. I, I don't mind Michael Maguire as a coach. Um, obviously, yeah. won, he won South their premiership back in 2014. And he's cut a lot of the dead weight out. As, as bad as it sounds, he's cut a lot of the dead weight out of the West squad. Like, um, yeah, it's just you got a lot of... Um, who was it? The worst one, Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds, our former Fox Sports reporter, Josh Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. That that was basically it. It was up there as one of the worst contracts for in history. Yeah, because like in line with that, you had the Chris Sandow uh, Parramatta yeah. contract when he came from South. He basically played for Wentworthville the majority of his before mm. he went over the Super League. Yeah, like, like Josh Morris was like he he was injured all the time, and then you see him on the sideline working. I was like, I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I'd be pretty pissed off about that if I was a team. Yeah. But um, completely different spine this year. Uh, by the sounds of it, obviously Harry Grant leaving uh, on his loan deal back to Melbourne, so they're back to that, which opens the door for Jacob Little and Jake Simkin to fight it out. Uh, Jacob Little's been unfortunate. He was always he was next in line for Farrah before a few. Uh, I think it was ACL injuries. ACLs, yeah. So good luck to him. Yeah, but they're gonna like the Tigers have been too bad in the off season. They made a few decent purchases. Some of the big ones, obviously, is the Panthers captain James Tarmow. He's come across on a two year deal, which is fantastic. Great to be the captain as well, which is great because that's a fan. That's like he's Tarmow when he was in at the Cowboys, he was a leader also. Yeah, but obviously around that time you had Matt Scott. You had a front end, a front he row. Learned, he learned from a very Matt- good. Yeah. Um, mentor, yeah. Oh, definitely. And you can see as it plays on throughout the career. Yeah. They also picked up James Roberts, which I think is a very, lo- very like, by low moment. Like, Roberts hasn't been right since Bennett left Brisbane. Yeah. So, it's good that he's got another gig. I love it. Like, James Roberts is those players that you on just his want. Day, he's, yeah. he's, he's unstoppable. You cannot beat speed. And um, the other purchase, like, probably the most notable is Joe Offen and Gowie from Brisbane. Uh as a Broncos fan, I wasn't too upset with the um with losing him. To be fair, yeah, he only had yeah, he's oh, he's um diamonds or fucking shit in my opinion. Rocks <laughs> like or diamonds, yeah, <laughs> diamonds and shit is the best way to describe last season for the Broncos. But yeah, um, yeah, it's just like they lose Benji Marshall. That's not real. Like, yeah, it's a big thing, but I think they needed Madge had to do it. He had to be the bad guy. Chris Lawrence being retirement. Momorowski's probably one of the bigger ones. Yeah. Because he, like, was he in the New South Wales Emerging Squad a couple of years ago? I think so, yeah. There's a lot of raps yeah. on him. Um, obviously, he must have had some quality that got, that, like, obviously made the loan deal work where Harry Grant went up to West and he went down to Melbourne. Like, yeah. obviously, Bellamy saw something that he could use, and he did. He played a couple of games at centre, scored a couple of tries. like And had broke his thumb and then got caught behind the brick shithouse and Justin Ollum. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um, but yeah, like so like I mentioned, Grant's gone back to Melbourne. Little and Simkin are fighting out for Hooker with you got the spine of Moses M by Adam Dewey. And I mentioned before in the trial, Dane Laurie. I think Dane Laurie came across from Panthers. I think he yeah. was I think he was I a Penrith, Penrith Junior or something. Part of the deal with Morowski as well. Right. So with that as your new spine, like Madge is going to work magic with that. I think. I think there's a lot of hype around Laurie Moses Embi is solid, uh, so I think it's going to be Moses Embi and Adam Dewey in the six and seven with Laurie at the back, uh, which Where's I think. Luke Brooks. Very good shout. 
That's not in the. It's not in what I've read. I don't know. Yeah, Luke Brooks is still up. Oh, wait, his contract wait, year. Wait a second. I've read this wrong. I think it says... Mo- Dewey's okay. the one. No, so the, it's, uh, it's saying that Mbai and Laurie are going to fight out for fullback with Brooks at seven and Dewey at six. So I still think Mbai's... He's a victim of his um, versatility. Yeah. He, he is a utility at best. He's a 14. Like oh, I think- he can fill, he can fill a gap, dude. That's like he, and he's a Queensland I think representative. His best spot, I think his best spot is centre. He like he was solid and he did a job. Yeah. So he did a job. Yeah, I think his best spot is centre. But I don't know he's how that's gonna, I don't know how that's going to work out because obviously you got the Leilua brothers there. So obviously Jabija or Joey Leilua is going to be a one centre. Yeah, he might he might slip into another centre role. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I just don't. Oh, well, James Roberts. Like, that's not going to work. Yeah. So, nah. yeah. So, yeah. But West, they're going to be good. I think they're on the up. They're going to. Huh? Ninth. <laughs> yeah. I'm, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm, no that, that can be my hot take. I reckon they're going to go into the finals. I'm going to put them in eighth this year. I'm going to have them in ninth and be out, miss it by one point. They're, <laughs> they're famous for they're famous for having a shit draw. Yeah, after uh, Golden Point. Yeah, that um, the Paul Gallon disrespectful field goal that year. Like they yeah. need, they needed to win. They were up by six, and Gallon kicks a disrespectful field goal. It's like you prick. Yeah, that the, just shows what type of man that guy is. Yeah, an absolute wank. <laughs> right. So yeah, West excited. They'll be exciting. Like the pickup of yeah. James Roberts. Like the center pairing of Leilua and Roberts is just electric right there. You got strength That's and game speed. Breaking. Yeah. Yeah. Like Leilua on his day, he, like he was always in line for New South Wales until he he got into trouble. But yeah. Now the surprise packet with with uh, the Queensland sides last year, and I think if there was a couple extra games, they would have been playing finals. The Gold Coast Titans. Oh yeah. So they actually finished ninth last year. Uh, the run home for them was quite good. They won four or five on the trot, which was obviously mm. you obviously don't read into too much. Um, like end of season, like if you don't make the finals, you sort of don't factor in like that late run going into a new season. Like it's good to have, but, but yeah, I but, think just um, Justin, I can't remember his name. Holbrook's mm. system started to come on show halfway through the season. Yeah, yeah, I think and- so. I think so too. Um, I can't really see any second season syndrome coming from Jamal Fogarty. Very level-headed. I think Ash Taylor's due. I think he's going to have a big year. Yeah, I think if it's, it's I think it's Fogarty. Pronunciation's yeah. Fogarty or something. Anyway, I reckon Fogarty and Fogarty at seven and Ash Taylor at six. I think that's your combination, and you stick with it. Yeah. The reason so I say it's, it's, he finally gets stability, something he hasn't had. At all at Titans. When he signed that huge-ass contract, he was the man. At yeah. 19 years old, you cannot be the man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, like you can be great at football. You can. But all that pressure to steer around men, essentially, like, that's a big yeah. step up. When you're just I, stepping out of puberty. Yeah, exactly right. Um, some of the big losses for the Titans last season was Shannon Boyd uh, forced himself into retirement. The bloke did not like living on the coast. He was a farm boy, so yeah. he was terrible. The English center, Callum Watkins, he went back home due to COVID. Uh, Dal Copley, he's left. He's back at Broncos. Broncos injured again. Yeah. 
So, Kieran Hipgrave. Ja- Ryan James is, was the big. It's a. The man deserves a bit. Deserves like. He ha- he was the heart and soul of that club for during the sh- bad times. Belamble Junior, mate. Like I, they beat him tough in Belamble too. He was a fantastic footballer. He had back to back ACL injuries. He was out for close to twenty two months, I think it was. Like he played the trial this weekend, played solidly too, apparently, which is really good. Yeah, big loss. Um, yeah. I- I don't know. Like, I, I like the prospects of the Titans. I obviously don't want them to beat the Broncos, but there's not much you, you, we can Patrick do. Patrick Herbert, good pickup for their outside back stocks. Mm. But it's their forward pack. Like, SEA, Herman SESE, David. Big Tino, David Fafita. Yeah. Like, that's that- a... Plus, Big all, back row. plus also you got the just the pet like the the metronome bloody Mo Fotowaker, like yeah. he came, he came into his own at the back end of last year playing Origin. Um, like, very Hannah Boyd, the young nine who's really got no fear. Well, that's the thing is he playing nine because his natural position is half. Yeah, but look, I, I don't think he's th- just. Like- He'd just fill. It'd be a stopgap if anything. It'd be a yeah. fourteen because they've also got Aaron Clark there up at the Titans. I think this is the year the Titans actually make a decent. I think run there's of it. hunger. There's a lot of hunger with them. Yeah. Well, and the big, their biggest thing is injuries. Like AJ Brimson has to stay healthy. Like yeah. he is their game breaker. Like besides mm-hmm. Fafita on his day, Brimson can t- turn a game in yeah. my eyes. Anyway, and you've got a young spine. Um, you've got everything going, and it's starting to. Like, you could say the Titans in the last two years are starting to, like, become like a bit like a storm. They take bits and pieces players and they're starting to build a bit of a system. A system. Mal, obviously, Mal being the cultural ambassador, <laughs> that's what my job title for him is. Yeah. But, like, he's bringing that mentality. You pr- have pride in the jersey and it's starting to show. Like, they're not rolling over anymore. Well, that's, yeah. And the Gold Coast has always been one of those cities where it's been very transient. They've had pro teams come and go. The Suns and the Titans have stuck around, which is good. Like, I think the Suns have been around close to 10 years now. Uh, the Titans yeah. have been in since 2008. And they're all starting to benefit from. They haven't gone out, done what like a GWS did, try to just throw everything. They just they building and building and building, and now it's starting to pay off. Now yeah. it's starting to become a place where players actually want to come to. Yeah, which is which is really really good. I'm going to have the Titans at probably around the seven mark, but that's only if they stay healthy. Um, what are you thinking? Um, I can't. I'm going to go seven or six. I've got to pick for eight, and everyone's going to probably guess what it is. It'll be the Broncos for eight. <laughs> <laughs> Very but yeah, it's just um, – yeah, I can see them. My biggest take for it would be Ash Taylor getting into the Origin squad. Yeah, that's a fantastic one too. I reckon he could be an extended member. See, and that's the thing. If he plays out of his skin and, heaven forbid, Cherry Evans gets injured, could slot straight in there. Yeah. Like, he, he does have it. Uh, but, yeah, looking forward to the Titans. They're actually exciting to watch. There's a good bit of banter in our friends group now where people that do follow the Titans are actually throwing it back at us after so many years of copying it. Now, the final team we're going to talk about is the Newcastle Knights. Finished, they finished seventh last year. 
it's make or break for the time uh, the Knights. I think yeah. I think on paper they've got a fantastic lineup. A couple of injuries cursed them last year. Hopefully they get Blake Green back for a finals run, which would be great for them. The perfect analogy for that is like Ponga is important if he stays healthy, but even more important is Blake Green. Because yeah. if, if they both stay healthy and you got Mitchell Pierce having less to worry about, I hate saying that. They're gonna they're gonna be quite attacking boy, uh, yeah. quite an attacking team. Uh, the move of Connor Watson to the thirteen is pretty good. I don't mind that. That's that's that's, that's taking a plate copy out of the the, uh, the Roosters with Victor Radley and South with um, Cam Murray. South Cam Murray, you bring speed to the middle. Um, Tyson Frizzell probably will um, benefit from a sea change. Yeah, with not having the big workload as much anymore. Um, and also away from that shit culture at St. George. Yeah. Hudson Young possibly due for a big breakout after a good run in Canberra. Yeah. They got a few – like they lost a fair bit, obviously. They lost Aiden Guerra to retirement, Tim Glasby retirement, Sierra Mataudia. Sorry? So, yeah, Sierra Mataudia to the Super League, Tatar Moga, Mason yeah. Lino, and SESI. Yeah, that's it. They've also brought in now. This, I was reading this the other day. They've brought in two English, two young Englishmen, uh, Bailey Hodgson, which is the I think it's the cousin or younger brother of Josh Hodgson from the Raiders. So yeah. they brought him over and Dominic Young. Dominic Young apparently is a center. He's built that's like the, a, he's built like a brick shit house. Apparently, I'll put my hand up here. I thought it was Hudson Young. That's what. Ah, right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I have the last name. <laughs> yeah, hand up. Fuck but up, Bobby. There's a, no, but yeah, it's all right. We all we all make mistakes, mate. It's fine. Um, but yeah, with Bailey Hodgson's and uh, Dominic Young, apparently big raps from the Super League made their debut last year, getting paid in pizza. I don't know if you heard about that. That no. fucking, fucking hilarious. Um, I'll tell you about that later. But they've got David Clemmer, who is an Australian prop. They've got Daniel Saifidi, who's basically turning into one of the best props in the league now. He's found his potential yeah. and he's just going for it. Like on their day and. Like you mentioned, the Knights, they're lost. Uh, they haven't got their back rolls at the moment. Once it all comes together for the Knights, they will be a very dangerous side. Yeah. They're top um, – they're going to be a top five, possibly top four if they get – if they go on a run, they're going to get – they're going to start a steamroll on people because Mitchell Pierce, as we've seen, is a confidence player. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I, th- I think with all the off-field shit with him too – I think he's on his last. He's on his last chance. He should be. Yeah. Like he's, he's already accepted that next year he will take a cup prop. Cup. Oh, fuck. Cup if he doesn't play well, he won't be there. Yeah. Like, if we're going to be honest, like it's just absolutely it's absolutely garbage. I know, it's, and it shouldn't be. In, it shouldn't be in the papers. It's all tabloid bullshit. But at the same time, it's starting to speak volumes of what a type of person he is with all the dumb yeah. shit he's done. Anyway, uh, we having him on the ladder, mate. What do you reckon? Five. Five, right. Okay. Well, I'm actually going to go the opposite way. I'm having him at 10. I'm looking at... on if they don't click. I think so, yeah. Like, everything has to go for them to get yeah. them into that top, like, top six at least. But I think at 10... I think they're due for some luck. They're, they're a club that is due for luck. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think at 10 anyway. But uh, any hot takes for this team... I think um, Kale and Pogo stepping up to become in the top three fullbacks for the comp, and that's going to be hard to crack. 
But I get, I get, I, think I get what you're saying. Trebojevic is he's got holding it just. We didn't even mention that. Yeah, we glossed over that, but yeah, he's um he's injury prone, and so the top in my mind, top three because Roger Tuivasa Sheck leaves us at the end of the year, so he's what he's still number one to be. Oh yeah, he's he's Tedesco is number two, and then Pappenhausen's three. Wow, Paps. Yeah. There you go. So I I can see Ponga sliding into that top three this year. He has to stay healthy. Like on his day, he is he is electric. A lot he needs to learn how to tackle because his shoulders are gotta keep going if he learn keeps tackling the way he does. Yeah. But yeah, that's the first five teams anyway, mate. Ladder's starting to take shape. A lot of my teams are in the bottom half. You've got, you've sort of gone buckshot. You've gone all the way over the oh, shop. What? Yeah, you've gone the well, Knights. I can't remember one. No, lucky I'm writing these down. you got the Knights at five, Tights at seven, West at ninth, of course, Seagulls 12, and the Bulldogs at 14, whereas I've gone seven, eight, 10, 12, and 15. So I've stuck in the middle. I've gone middle of the row with these teams. Like I've got a, I've got a thing... One of the teams that made the finals last year, I don't think they're going to make. We'll gloss on that the next podcast, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. But I've yeah. Got, I, it's starting to um, pop up in social media what their fans are saying, and it's starting to show cracks. There we go. But that's our first five teams anyway, mate. Next, uh, on Thursday, when we drop on Thursday, we will cover the North Queensland Cowboys, St. George, New Zealand Warriors... Cronulla Sharks, I think, and the Rabbitohs. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. So we'll go all the way to six with the Rabbitohs, and then from there we'll touch on the top five sides uh, the week after. But, yeah, we'll start doing our ladders. I'll start putting some posts up. Good to go. Still got to talk a bit of other sport, mate. Like we've, We were busy over the weekend, so nothing was majorly caught. I think the biggest thing that caught my eye, though, was Slatin Ibrahimovic giving it to LeBron James. Tell him, was it basically telling him to just shut up and play? Yeah, I think it was. I'll see if I can get the clip, but it was not good. But LeBron, like, the LeBron clap backed him anyway. He just said he feel he felt it was bad because he finds he, he finds that he educates himself on certain things, so he feels that with the platform that he has, he, he has can the right. he, he has the right to. And I, I don't disagree. I, I don't disagree with that. Nah, I think Zlatan also is. He looks for the headline. And then he can do it in soccer because he's a bu- he's a bully in soccer. He's gin- he's bigger than everyone else. But don't go after the biggest dog in the yard when you know you're not going to win this fight. Yeah, exactly right. And I think who was it? I think it was Baron Davis, former NBA player Baron Davis. He gave it to Zlatan too. Yeah, you came to LA and you sucked. <laughs> yeah, he's like the galaxy sucked, dude. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, and then um, so my other take from the weekend is I'm coming back to it. India and the doctored pitches, like test cricket's on its knees, basically. Like first time in two years that um, England had cricket on free-to-air TV and a day-night test is done in just over two, uh, just under two days on a pitch. Yeah, you can see, read all the comments like, oh, 21 of the deliveries were taken off a straight, straight delivery. But to have Joe Root take five for eight is yeah. suspect. That, like Speaking volumes and... Um, I think it was Rick Finlay from the ABC Grandstand, the stats guy, who said, like, this is not sustainable for test cricket as a whole. No. Because with sports broadcasters, what are they going to do with three days of nothing? Yeah. 
Like it like, kill, it kills them. No one will want to put Test cricket on, which no. will kill that side of the sport. They'll just stick to the twenty twenties and, and the one dayers or some other new like, shit. Like the stupid, like India, like one one idiot on Facebook, Indian fan, and you can tell was like, oh, no one whinged about Australia bowling on that for thirty six. That was a fair pitch. Yeah, not a fucking road. Fucking dust. Not a pitch where in the second innings, um, India didn't bowl a pace bowl until I think 20 overs in and it was only two or so overs. Mm. Um, like Joe Root becoming your pro- second spinner for England. Like that's – I'm sorry, but that's – you're meant to have a fair challenge between bat and ball. And, yes, a seeming wicket is – in Australia is more of a thing, but at least the pitch offers both. This is – yeah, it is bloody hard. Like that is shit. Yeah, like I, I don't see, I don't think I've seen a pitch that bad in a long. There was long a day time. five pitch on day one. Yeah, essentially, that's a good, that's a good, that's they a good way to think They literally did it. what the West Indies used to do, like burn. West Indies were notorious for like burning the pitch a day or so out from the test, so it became glass. So it was just a steamrolled um, deck for a, the fast four of like Malcolm Marshall, Joel Gardner, and all that, and bloody Curtly Ambrose. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. Like India, India are playing the game to become be named the first Test World Champion. This is what they're up to. Yeah, that's my take for the weekend. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I think the biggest story on Saturday, because because I was at the pub, was the winner of the Australian Guineas in Melbourne at Flemington, two hundred and fifty one dollar winner. Oh. What a oh, cheeky eighty eight dollars pocketed a better twenty two grand. Oh, yeah, it was it was ridiculous. I think someone in our group chat messaged saying their mum put ten dollars on it because it was the same name as the cat. I think it was Luna Fox. Ridiculous, but then I think the biggest thing out of that was the quaddy. So the four races, the total dividend was like over half a million, and so there must have been a syndicate. They put two hundred dollars and got forty seven percent of that. And they, like they that's they, that's, probably, that's just telling me let's go pay four hundred to get a hundred percent of the dividend and just pay field. I need a better job, dude. (laughs) I think we all need better jobs for that kind of uh, nonsense. But it was incredible to watch. Like it, it was like a great, great, great ride from the jockey who Mm. won it. It was fantastic. But it was a couple of days of bloody yeah. There was a lot of roughies in the races all over the shop. I think very very elegant won the um, Chipping Norton. uh, The the race that was made famous by Winks won it four times. Uh, so very elegant was really good. Um, the next big race coming up is the All Star Mile, um, yeah. where fans vote for their horses in two weeks' time at Mooney Valley. Yeah, so other than that, it's not much racing. And Autumn Carnival doesn't bring the fire like the um, <sighs> Spring Carnival or Winter Carnival. To be fair, but yeah, other than that, we didn't like nothing really popped out of the NBA. I think their All Star breaks coming up soon. The NHL still yeah. chugging along, like yeah. It's, it's not- just fight central in the NHL. Like, if you if you if you're bored, just jump on hockey fights on IG, and they're just throwing down now. Like, they're I think um, Calgary Flames at Ottawa play each other four times in a uh, four times in six days. Wow! So there's just going to be hatred. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was a bit of banter between the Tajuk boys today. That was pretty funny. Yeah, they said they're not going to fight, but. Come on, I, if I played my brother, I'd be 
I would run at him. I'd get him in a corner and just fucking run and hit it through him. <laughs> and uh, I know he would do the same thing. Yeah, exactly. I know your brother too. But, mate, I think good short burst, good first episode covering a few teams. Very, very enjoyable. I think we'll wrap that up for now. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Sounds weird. Yep. Say- it sounds weird saying that, actually. Yeah, and I'm going to try to remember my picks. Remember my numbers. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, thanks again for listening, guys. As always, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. You can find us anywhere. Please subscribe. Have a hit. We were in the top 50 the other day, so that's good. Good to see the bit of a following going. Um, yeah, shout out to Betty Simpson, longtime friend listening in the UK. boy. I told him that he asked he asked us to stop the Premier League chat. I said, mate, it's done. It's yeah. done. It's Premier League. I said we could do a Broncos podcast for him if he wants. Oh, we'll we'll do that in a couple of weeks when the season kicks off. We'll yeah. we'll, we'll definitely do that. Uh, yeah, so if you haven't subscribed yet, please do takes one tap of the phone. All 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 we ask for. Um, leave us a review. Like there's been a few. It's good to see, but a few more wouldn't hurt. But yeah, like, like we said that in the last week, we will be back on Thursday to cover the next uh, five teams for the NRL. Uh, yeah, and we'll probably look at some weekend action, a few trials, everything. So good to see. Anything else we've missed, mate? No, nah, not at all. Like It's still just a lull period before we really ramp it up for footy season. We are in a holding pattern, I found, hey. Like, yeah, we, once we get to Thursday night in two weeks... Ooh. Oh, I'm, I'm buying tickets this week. They come on sale, hopefully 50% capacity, so makes Finger- it at least worth it going. Fingers crossed. That'll be good that Thursday night. Yeah. Anyway, that we'll wrap the show up there. Thanks again for listening, guys. Say goodbye, Coomsey. See you, guys. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you guys again on Thursday.